2: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep, with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday Pre-Market Prep, Spencer Israel, Joel O'Connor. Dennis Dick with you this morning, mostly flat markets, a lot of smaller individual uh, headlines to discuss. We got headlines on Big Lots, McCormick uh abbott labs google fitbit uh sogo uh, micron has earnings after the close that's pretty much it for the earnings front today uh two guests on our radar first up at 8 35 we'll be joined by bill baruch from blue line features and then at nine we've got andrew left from citron research we're going to talk uh his shorts and his longs uh hopefully at nine. Uh, so a big show on the guest front. Uh, let's bring Joel on here. Joel, I hope you had a, a nice, easy, fast. I hope you're uh, feeling refreshed and, 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 and full and are prepared to tell us about what's going on here in this market.
3: Yeah, off to a great start here uh, for the uh, post-new year. Uh, the market's not cooperating that much, down six and a half handles at 33 39 and a quarter. You have crude in the red by 32 cents at 4028. Uh gold trying to get back above nineteen hundred. That's up 670 at eighteen eighty-eight ninety. Silver in the green by 37 cents at twenty-three ninety-seven and a half. and a half. And Bitcoin uh, in the red by $120 at $10,840. Uh good morning, triple D and uh, Nice little rally yesterday, not looking like a two-day move here. I guess it was a two-day move because yeah. we had a rally on Thursday and – or Friday and Monday. But uh, what ails the market this morning?
4: Uh, just a little profit-taking, I think. I mean, this is buy the dip and sell the rip, a little rip selling here overnight. We got a little bit too excited maybe even on the S&P futures overnight because we were up another 20 handles. And then they pulled the rug out from under them. So we're leaking here a little bit. Obviously, still lots of unknowns, so we kind of get back to this middle ground. So, you know, obviously we're up at three hundred and sixty. We had the three two week fall. We put in the nice support at the 320, which was the area we broke out from back in July. So we come back up. You talk about a 50% retracement of maybe the whole move. So 358 minus 320 gives you 38 points. You tack on half of that, which is 19, brings you to the 338, 339 area. That's where you would think you'd come into natural resistance at the 50%. So... Technical Tuesday, we're going to call this here today. We're going to use lots of technicals. The market has been trading very technically. Sometimes you have technical markets. Sometimes you have fundamental markets. Sometimes you have markets that just drive on just nothing at all. But in this market, it has been trading pretty much textbook technical here. Uh, What are your thoughts here? Overall market and then jumping into stocks. End
3: of quarter. quarter, Joe's going to take it it away
4: from from the technicals and bring it to the end of the quarter um, we've got two more day or one more day, one more day, 29th. So end of the quarter is actually tomorrow unless Correct. they decided to cancel the September 30th off the calendar. I don't think they did. So we're coming into the end of the quarter. Do they jack them tomorrow for the end of the quarter?
3: I think Back we're actually, it
4: up to
3: the 50%. Yeah. It's funny you calculated that because that was, uh, when I, you I like my math. Yeah. I was catching up on the numbers that comes in at 87 and a quarter in the S and P's. So that coincides nicely with those numbers uh, that you came up with. Uh, I think we're, we're just range bound uh, sub, you know, hostage to head um, whatever headlines come out regarding the election. I think, you know, the old stimulus trick plan is in the book. So it's really hard to put the, you know, the mega short on because when that news comes out, you know it's coming out before the election and there's going to be a big pop on that. So market, I think is just going to be in a trading range and subject to headlines until and I, I don't, you guys probably don't want to hear this, but for the for the next month and a half until this election is over, yeah. I think it's going to be choppy range bound trading. There's very little chance that we go back up and make a new all time high and from what the looks of it, the way they bought the dip last week, I don't think we're going to slide to 3000 I think you've got to put your uh, trading range hat on here uh, for the next five, six weeks.
4: Well, you're the third person on the show in the last two days that have said that. You missed the show yesterday, obviously, for the Jewish holiday, but we had Christian Framherz on the show he said exactly what you were saying, um, basically looking you know, at a trading range, choppy trade. I said the exact same thing and agreed with Christian. And it sounds like you under your own analysis say the same thing as well. So I completely agree. I don't think we're going to blast off. I don't think we're going to tank. And I think we're going to chop around. So I think the fade trade is the play here for the next month and a half as well. You get these rip and rallies of 5 6%, you're selling. You get these sell-offs of 5 6%, you're buying. Unless we get some fundamental or macro information coming forward. This market is going to kind of just be in shop fest as the bears and the bulls square off ahead of the election. Tonight we get the debate. So that's always interesting because, you know, I I firmly believe the market wants to see Trump. Um, I think they're scared of the unknown of a Biden. We know Trump supports the market. The market knows what it gets, So if Trump performs well against Biden tonight, I would expect the market to maybe like that. But this market has been one that, you know, what you think is going to happen, sometimes it does the exact opposite. But any thoughts, not to get political, but any thoughts on tonight's debate? It is tonight, right? I've got my date right. Right, Spencer? It is tonight. Unfortunately, it starts at
2: 9 p.m. Eastern, so they're, they're scheming against you, Dennis. Uh, no, I know. I, like, I
4: would like to actually be trading on what they say. So <laughs> Not going to happen. Trade the futures. Maybe I'll trade the futures on what they say.
2: Here's what you do. You, you open an account at TD Ameritrade, and you, you trade 24 hours a day. That's what you do. <laughs>
4: but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the style is mainly just ETFs, though. So, they're obviously, you know how they do that, right? Do you know how they manage well, the risk on that, the market makers? Yeah, they sell the flow to Virtue. Uh, No, yeah, but the market makers who are providing a market are just doing it outside the S&P range. So you take the fair value and, okay, I'll make a market on SPY. Imagine, you know, you got the S&P futures. Obviously, you've got the e-mini trading all night. Right. So so you got a quarter point. So I'll make a 10-cent market or 15 or 20-cent market on SPY and then just collect the difference. So, I mean, that's what HFT does. Uh, That's what all high-frequency trading the majority of it is just market making and leaning on other orders. So they'll lean on the S and P futures. E like e-mini quote all night and give you a market on the S and I'd do it too. I'll buy it's five, from you 30 cents down below where the e mini's trading. And I'll short the e-mini against it and make the 30 cents.
3: Automatic. I mean, automatic trading, you know, yeah.
4: Yeah, that's all done. That's all done by the bots, obviously. That's all. That's all. The majority of your flow, you know, like people wanted us to, to talk about, Algo's had a couple requests. I mean, all, all of your market making, you look at the markets move around on SPY right now, it's not humans sitting there moving 70, 71, 67, 70. All they're doing is surrounding where the E-mini is trading. So the E-mini, they're giving you the 3, 4 cent market against the E-mini. You, know, you can use the stocks, and I use the stocks to a certain extent to do the same type of stuff. But you know, the pure play is you've got the E-mini and you've got got other S&P vehicles that you can trade against too. VOO is another one. It'll be doing the same thing. You see how you got the tidy five cent market? All that stuff is doing is tracking where the S&P futures are. So, and obviously, you know, they they arbitrage off that. So if you hit the bit of 53, they're going to make a penny on you or two. So that's what, you know, the majority of high frequency trading is. Obviously, we've talked, you know, other stuff, you know, there can be some nefarious activities, but for the most part, it's just electronic market making.
2: Uh, for whatever it's worth, going back to the the uh, election and the debate, uh, Goldman was out with an analysis this morning oh, saying, we like that. saying that a Biden presidency would, would more or less be be the same for markets as a Trump presidency. They, Why? They, they don't see a material difference either way. Are uh, you going to make me go and track and track it down what they said? Okay, hold on. Yes.
4: I probably should have done that before I brought it up. You knew uh, I would ask why, because they're because they're <laughs> conflicting directly with what I'm saying. Hold on I think the market a does Doesn't uh, want Biden. I'm gonna I'm gonna track it down.
2: It may, it may take me a minute. Maybe this market uh,
4: just doesn't but, care at all, though. Maybe this market's just was, going up to Dow 100,000 no matter what, and the bulls, and there's no other place to go. And you know we got 1 interest rates for the rest of our lives, and and there's just no place to go. So why not just buy stocks? Okay, Maybe the market we, just goes up forever and it doesn't care. Is that their analysis? I'm, well,
2: I'm quoting Goldman via a tweet from Carl Cantina from CNBC. Uh, our analysis suggests that the combined effects uh, – this is Goldman Sachs on, on Joe Biden. Our analysis suggests that the combined effects of higher corporate tax rates, more fiscal spending, and lower tariffs would likely result in a similar level of medium-term S&P 500 profits as our baseline forecast that assumes no major policy changes. So Biden is pretty much equal to no changes. Uh,
4: in terms of S&P 500 profits. That's
2: what Goldman's saying this morning. So they're saying it doesn't really
4: matter. Fundamentally, it's likely correct. I mean, let's just think about the number one thing that drives obviously stocks and drives the economy is interest rates. And I was talking with a banker yesterday and where do you think rates are going? Does anybody think we're going back to five, six, seven, eight 8%? No, how? The whole world is built on debt. So there's no way you can raise interest rates, start jacking off. I mean, they could lose control. Obviously, you know, they're only controlling short-term borrowing rates there to a certain extent. So you can lose control of the long end, but for the most part, how, why are interest rates, why are they going to just let them blast off and start raising rates? Why would the Fed start raising rates aggressively? I mean, you have so many people that are, are, are committed you know, and have borrowed probably beyond their means if interest rates ever got back up to five, six, 7%. The world is built on debt. It's not just the US, it's the whole entire world. You know, they went negative interest rates over in Europe. Japan's had low to negative interest rates here. I don't know if they're actually negative, but they're like zero over there as well. I mean, there's just no way interest rates can go back to five, six, seven, eight, ten 10% because the, everybody lose their homes. So I I think low interest rates are here forever, or maybe you should never say forever, but for the long-term foreseeable future. And that probably means corporate profits still, obviously. And that's not a good story for the banks either, but that's a side story. So anyways, I somewhat agree with that analysis, but I do believe that there is a risk that the markets won't see it the same way.
2: I I mean, I think I I agree with both your points to what Joel said today and what you said yesterday, or actually what I said yesterday too. Bottom line is you've got uh, debates, you've got talks about, uh, uh more uh stimulus packages that none of that really matters until we get this election thing figured out so um <laughs> pretty much uh until we get a declared winner i don't know if that'll be on on election day or not but uh once we have a declared winner i i think we're 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 good but until then range bound like you said guys sell the rip buy the dip trade seems account. to work that way seems to work again and again yep um that, that's not to say that there are there won't be stocks that that trade up a lot and trade down a lot because we have that every day we have it today too but by and large the big caps uh you know your indices are, are going to be in this we, we think at least in this sort of range bound uh, uh trend here for the next month month and a half um but as far as movers today you, you've got some yeah uh we've got Tickers like S-O-H-U, which is going private, uh, S-O-H-U and S-O-G-O. Those are the same company. Um, Going private there, we've got uh, big lots with some guidance. So we've got some news. We have some individual movers. Uh, I guess I'll just go to the the, the big one uh, on a percentage basis is the S-O-H-U. Uh, SOGU So what's I'm
4: happening here S-O-, yeah. so
2: so S uh so, Sogo uh, both
4: ADRs in China
2: Yep and if you look on the chart you see that tremendous rally slash gap up from July that was uh, news of an offer, a takeover offer from Tencent. Okay. Uh, and that offer is, is uh, that's happening now. So, okay. so, so SoGo was entered into an agreement to go private. They're going to be owned now by a, a subsidiary of Tencent. So SOHU, SOGO going off the board here uh, this morning. Well, so not-
4: SOHU is going off the board as well, and they're not the same stock. They trade very differently, actually. Well, they're so the, the same sure. because one is a, a subsidiary of the other. So. Oh, okay. So it's a sub of it. So in any regard here, Sohu is getting a nice lift. Sogo is up barely nothing. But if you look at the chart, I guess they kind of already knew about this because Sogo has been going nowhere for the last two months. It's just been hanging out at 867. So I guess we knew this offer was on the table and it's confirmed up here this morning. So that's why the stock's up slightly. Sohu getting a nice lift here up up 70% this morning. I don't follow this company close enough to tell you anything about an arbitrage relationship. I've never traded SoGo with SoHu. I mean, I traded China stocks with China stocks, but I, I don't know the fundamental relationships here. I don't even know what SoHu does. So do we know what exactly SoHu and SoGo do?
2: Yeah, all, all these all these Chinese stocks companies, they all pretty much do the same thing and that's social media slash e-commerce. That's pretty much, okay. and, and, and like video, like online video. Okay. That, that it's basically one of those three you're if you see you know a, a high flying chinese stock it, it's one of four things it's electric vehicles it's online video it's social media or it's e-commerce that's pretty much all they've got so it's one of those four buckets uh and in this case it's uh it's it's a search engine or uh online social. joel media. do
4: you got sogo we can forget don't about don't. it looks like so who Ah, uh,
2: yeah i don't I think we've
3: already spent too much. Technicals on these are pretty tough. I think we spent too much. It is
4: Technical Tuesday, but that's a tough technical (laughs) story when you got, you know, take private offers and, you know, subsidiaries and a lot going on.
3: Someone's throwing GRNQ in the chat, and I don't know if it's a low price stock.
4: We're really going to tough stocks today. I might have to take control from you guys because you guys are going (laughs) some weird stocks. You're the
3: one one (laughs) who brought up Sohu. and I didn't bring
4: that up. I brought it up. All right, here's a less weird one,
2: McCormick. That's one that we. There you heard. go. Now, all, hey, we're talking. Oh, you're in your wheelhouse. Yeah, all bring it we've back to my wheelhouse. We've all heard of this. They had earnings this morning. They weren't great. They gave guidance that wasn't great, and they announced a two for one stock split. That means that its stock should go to like three hundred,
4: right? That's what they thought. I mean, here here's the board, and I. And, uh, and obviously, just we're joking here to a certain extent, but they're probably looking, is like, well, these earnings aren't that great. Well, what can we do to keep our stock afloat? Let's announce a stock split. That works. That worked well for everybody except NEE. So, okay, let's do it. Well, it didn't work. So at first, it's a spice company. Second, it's not that exciting. And third, it's only a two for one. They like the four for ones or five for ones. Anyway, stock does beat. Guidance, not great um the options people who were on fast money last night were dead wrong on this because they were pumping it saying there was a whole bunch of call buyers and this thing was going to go to the moon and it went up seven points last night because they said it was going to go up and that was just a gift to anybody who shorted it and now it is actually giving back those seven points plus another six so it's down 13 points from where fast money pumped the tires last night so mkc getting ahead here you do have support down here it is going to actually be on Mad Money tonight as well. Look at me with the scoop on what's gonna be on Mad Money tonight, but they said it on CNBC last night, so that's where I got it. So MKC Co will be on Mad Money tonight. And we know Kramer likes the stock as well. I think you get down here 185, I think you find buyers. So I don't think this thing gets banked.
3: Uh, quick, uh, you, well, you got the pop to 202, then the quick drop to well, one. Well, well, the 202
4: pop was off fast money last night. Sure. So okay. that's when they pumped the tires. And it wasn't the quick pop, Joel. It stayed up there the entire night. I see it. 200 202. So I, you can see, you know, we could just write, if you, if you could write on your chart, you can see, oh, here's, you know, the, the run up when Fast Money says, oh, there's call buyers in here. And here's, you know, where it trades the entire after hour session because people think, oh, I got to own this thing because Fast Money just said there's call buyers. So it's got to go up, right? wrong when this call buyers is also call sellers remember too just because you have a buyer options are a binary bet so whenever you have a call buyer you also have somebody on the other side of that selling the call so um yeah you can say oh call buyers outnumbered you know active i but you know regardless it's still a binary bet so somebody sold those calls to that other person who was buying those calls. So you can highlight it however way you want, but there's always two people on every side of the trade. So anyways, we know what I think about call buying. And also, also and, and why, buying.
3: you forgot another possible scenario. What if they were short calls?
4: Well, somebody sold the calls, Joel. Somebody bought calls. This is kind of <laughs> so, my pet peeve with this uh, inside options activity. Oh, we see call buyers, you know, like crazy in this thing. Well, somebody sold the calls, <laughs> didn't they? I don't know. Does that just work? Can you just buy calls and nobody sells them to you? How would that work? The only <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess
0: the only Does anybody thing... ne-
4: never bring up this point that when you have a call buyer, you probably have a call seller on the other side of it?
3: That is, you, you, you're putting. Sorry to
4: damp, a, you know, the, know whole industry. everybody loves to say, oh, we have huge call buyers in stocks. I, I'm going to tell you from my experience, I see no edge in that. Zero edge in that. And if they want to run it up seven bucks ahead of that, that's the opportunity to short it. I didn't have the guts to take it. My buddy, my other buddy at Bright said, I'll short that. And he took it short through the report because it was up six bucks. And they figures I'm getting a six-point lead and he's getting rewarded this morning. I should have did the same thing. I actually was trying at the 202 and I didn't get it. And then I was greedy and then I forgot about it. So I was trying to short it up there. But I mean, this is, you know, people want to sell this 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 strategy that, oh, we see option buyers or oh, we see, I, I don't believe in it. And if, you, if it works for you, I know that Nigerians have done a great job with it. And we love Pete and John Nigerian. So you know, they've got their own strategies. It seems to work for them. They've made a lot of money over the years. So I'm not just gonna you know, poo-poo it all together. I'm just gonna say it's never worked for me and I've never found an edge there. But I do see an edge when, when somebody props it up on fast money and it runs up seven bucks because somebody you know, thinks that the call buyer knows something you know, and it's going to end up beating. The edge was to short it last night on that. And exactly. that was 200 $202, 7 bucks ahead of the report. You're buying a stock up seven bucks ahead of the report because somebody said somebody bought some calls, you're probably on the wrong side of the trade. And these people were definitely on the wrong side of the trade and they're getting punished for it this morning, deservedly so.
3: Um, And I think a more relevant thing that they never talk about, like the following day, is how did it affect the open interest, right? Because that means if new positions are coming on, there's something that, uh, you know, we talk about on the pinnings. And then
4: that's uh, the pins are where I like to look at the options. I think, Joel, nail on head. You know, and if you want to explain the pinning, you can. We've explained it multiple times on the show. That's where you can extract that's where you can extract tradable information off the equities by looking at where the big open interest is. Who is the gentleman that we had on two months ago or a month and a half ago that was talking about the Amazon report and he nailed it spot on by looking at the big strikes. Who was that, Spencer, Joel? You know who I'm talking about. Our buddy, um, uh, Sabathia.
3: No, no, no. DC. No. Yeah, CC. Was it wasn't CC Sabathia. I know, I know. He was on picture, two but... months ago.
2: CC, uh, uh, CC uh, Lagator.
4: I call him yes. Sabath- CC Sabathia. But you know what? Lagator. He, he is spot on. Everything he said, I was like, this is the guy. This guy knows how to trade stocks off options. And you know what? We bring CC back on because he was kicking ass and taking names that day. And I swore just for you there, Joel, because I know we're not supposed to swear. (laughs) He was. And he spot on called the Amazon, said it was going to stop out potentially if if you're following the options at 3,200 on the earnings report. And it works. You look at where those big open strikes are. And you say, okay, lots of open interest here at this strike. It's probably where it's going to stall out. Lots of open interest down this way if it starts to tank. Explain, that's that, it's going to that,
3: explain, explain that like why. So throw was, up the
4: option contracts and get a nice big, you know, get them all up there for the close ones. You can even go further out on Amazon. You might have to go further out and then figure out uh, where the big open interest is. You'll see like, you know, we got a th- 500 contracts here, 500 contracts here, 1,000 contracts. And then you got 10,000 contracts at one strike. That's a bogey. That's a bogey. So, because why? Because once it starts going above that, those call buyers start making money and those call buyers become natural sellers of the stock above that price. And that's what stops it from going up. It isn't that, you know, there's American market makers are trying to screw everyone. It's that those call buyers, no, they can now short stock against and lock in profits. And that short pressure will naturally put pressure on the stock. And that's what we call the pin. Um, And if you come and, and, and obviously, you know, on the, on the, Uh, option expiration on the third Friday, when you've got everything, you know, all the options expiring, you always look at where the big open interest is and it will naturally pin to the price because as you come down, you know, if you were short the stock, you can cover it in to bring it up. So if you're along the calls, at, like say $25 stock goes up to 2550. You can short the stock against your call for 50 cents to make money that short sales, bring the stock price down towards the 25, the natural action of it. If it comes back down, the people who just short it can now buy the stock back and push it back up. So what it does is as it gets closer and closer to expiration, it naturally gravitates towards the big open interest of that strike. That's how it works. Because open interest is where
2: the, contra- where the, where the contracts are. So, you, so you're, you're saying it's basically – the co-
4: open interest shows if you – If there's some big ones. Right. If, if they're all small, it's a non-event. You know, but if there's some big open interest out of strike, like you, you line them all up and you see one that's like 10 times bigger, that's a bogey, right? And so I just, it, it's yeah. a good idea. If you're even trading the equities, I always kind of take a look at the open, interest. I don't even trade options, but I take a look at that and it gives me an idea for where the stock can go. And, you know, we talk about the straddle. We talk about, I didn't look on MKC. I just know when you're buying an MKC up seven bucks, you're probably giving up the entire edge. And if you're short net, you're getting that entire seven point edge because it's a binary event. Are they going to beat or are they going to lose? You think this call buyer knows something? They might, but in all likelihood, they don't. So I'm betting that they don't know anything. And I'm going to extract the seven points of alpha from the pop up last night that somebody thinks they know something. I don't think they know anything. Um, just another good
3: example, too, and it wasn't on an option expiration, but, you know, Nike had that that big blowout earnings report, right? And, uh, you know, it looked like it was a moonshot, you know, 135, 140. And I think it was Chris Brown or somebody mentioned in the chat, and he said, hey, what about all the call buyers, you know, the previous day it settled at 115, right? Mm-hmm. If you took a shot on any of those weekly options, and it wasn't on a Friday or anything, what more could you ask for than, you know, that kind of pop? I mean, I'm not sure what the straddle was on that day, but it does. I mean, it, you have options, are, they do affect, you know, stock price, sometimes more than others, but a uh, great illustration there of what, hey, you know, I had these calls, I bought the 120s, I paid a buck 30 for them, thing opens up at 130 They're worth 10 bucks. I got to get rid of them. I mean, so you'd either be natural sellers of the options or natural sellers of the stock. Um, S&P is just kind of chopping around here. We did dip under 3340, uh, trying to get back here down 475. I think a little bit of a choppy session so far. I hope that's not for the remainder of the day.
2: All right, uh, just one last thing on the earnings front. We had um, McCormick at White Day, but we have Micron after the close today. That's probably the only uh, major earnings report uh, on my radar, I think, for the rest of the week. But
4: uh, MU here, quiet in the pre-market session, not really doing anything at all. But uh, I don't know what to say about Micron. It's been just hanging out at 50 for a long time. Um, you know, Back a year ago, we were at 50, we go. We've obviously chopped around. It's basically the ultimate fate stock. It pops up four or five bucks. You sell it. It drops four or five bucks. You buy it. I think it's a binary event, and who the hell knows what they're going to say.
3: Why did we pop on uh, September fourteenth? Was that uh, was that a price target change or? I think
4: it was an upgrade. I think it was really. To the pro I think so. let's find. I think it was a big upgrade. I remember them being in the gutter. I remember. It was an upgrade it was, somewhere it was in Goldman there. Goldman
2: Sachs saying bye bye. There Fifty eight dollars price target is what they said.
4: That oh, was nice. GS.
2: Wow, that 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 yeah. was a move.
4: We and, talk analysts, yeah. Joel. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I would say it's all about just holding that the the bottom of the gap on the on that day. You had a low at forty eight thirty. Um, you've come down a few other times: forty seven eighty nine, forty seven seventy eight. Yesterday, forty eight thirteen. I think. 48. I mean, that's as clear in the line sand as you can get. It holds 48. The stock is still on an uptrend, maybe test 52 below 48. Boom, I look for a gap fill, but not immediately down to 46, 48. But just, I mean, it's got to hold that level. And it's kind of it, its kind of pressing towards near the bottom of it. So uh, keep an eye on 48 if you're trading micron technology. But you're right, it's been in a range here. It did bounce In what month What is that? 40 uh, 40 to 55 has been the trading range here. You're kind
4: of near the upper part of the trading range. All
2: right, uh, 829, we've got Bill Baruch from Blue Line Futures.
4: Let's just pound out Uh, some tickers. Let's do early ticker time. Let's
2: do – well, I got a few more I want to get to. Uh, Polaris PII, uh, light volume here in the pre-market, but it is trading higher. The headline from them is they've announced a 10-year partnership to co-develop off-road Electric vehicles. Oh, go.
4: this yeah. this headline. Okay, I want to give you you go, Joel, I'll let you go first. I have a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> a lot of thoughts.
3: I, I just would hate to be out on a snowmobile in the middle of nowhere and uh, you your know, battery dies. Battery dies. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, it's but, motorcycles, but yeah, I man, guess everything they, no, can, they no, could probably just, battery operate those snowmobiles too.
3: I mean, if you're searching for a sexy way to get you, you know, your stock up you know, uh, go and why not? So they, and I'm just honest to that surprised it, not surprised at all. It got a pop. Um, I'll just give you the pre-market high, which you may not see again. That's ninety You've backed off there. major resistance at 96. Go yes. ahead with your thoughts on this one, Dennis.
4: Um, okay. So thoughts one, this headline's flying under the radar. I have no position. I actually had an overnight position and then um, I actually already got out of it. Just lucky to have it. It was just coincidental. So I sold it up there near those highs you just talked about. Um, I'm looking to rebuy this because I think this headline's flying on the radar. One, I think it could get some media coverage. And you know what else? This is going to be on Mad Money tonight. And how I know that is Dominic Chu said it last night. So PII is going to be on Mad Money. And if Kramer's going to talk about this stock, he's probably going to talk about this motorcycle deal. So I think the stock has the potential to have a run today. I don't want to pay up four bucks for it, which is why I actually sold some of it. I said like up, up there. Um, but if you can get this thing on the cheap after the open in the 93 or low 94s, I think it has the potential to run up to 98 or, 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 or more today um, just because, and obviously overall market matters If the market tanks is going to tank too. But um, I think this could get some love from Mad Money tonight. And you start talking in these, you know, motorcycles and EVs and stuff. It's a little, it's kind of sexy. So I wouldn't be surprised there's a lot, of gets some retail love from that too. So it is supposed to be according to, I believe it was Dominic Chu last night, that this is supposed to be on Mad Money. So I'm looking at a short-term day trade here, maybe trying to buy it at the open if it doesn't open too high.
3: Okay, good. Uh, a man with a plan.
1: Given you, that, like, giving you
4: a setup here. Yeah. And, I, I, and obviously, we um, usually Jim comes on and says what's going to be on around 10 a.m. But they said it last night, so there was three stocks they said last night. Whether that's true or not, you know, I would hope it's true because they said it last night on CNBC it's THO, PII, and MKC. Full disclosure, I am long THO it's for the simple reason that's that that's going to be on Mad Money tonight.
3: Yeah, I just want to give you those highs. If you do get back up to that area again, you had a 97.36 on September 8th. Uh, not quite as high as 96.66 and then uh, 96.74. So th- let's just call that 97, that whole area. Um, less than three bucks away from that now. So interesting insight on that
4: one. Well, Dennis, you, you don't believe in, in the long term future of RVs? This isn't a fundamental call? This is just- no fundamental call. I like RVs. I actually was talking about buying one. I think it's cool. I have a buddy that rented one and I was like going to this. I was like, this thing's awesome. So. I'm not, nothing against RVs, and actually it's pulled back here, uh, but this is just short-term day trade. This is called, you know, the ahead of the event, the event being that these CEOs are going to be on Mad Money tonight, and they often run up ahead of that, so we'll see. We'll right. see if it works. Sometimes it works, sometimes it
3: doesn't. What about Winnebago? How's all Winnebago
4: doing? What's that look like? Oh. Huh. They've all sold off. You know what? I could get talked into buying the dip on some of these longer term. The Winnebago story. I don't think that story's going away do you, Joel. No. I don't think gas prices are flying high. Maybe they got to come out. You know what Winnebago should come out with is an EV Winnebago. Shouldn't they? Wouldn't that be good? Battery operated? Lithium powered? Yep. I'm sure What are they so. doing? Maybe we should give them that. Winnebago, if you're listening, come out with that and stock would just rip higher. They Don't even need to produce it. They just no. Need to they just like, need yeah. to mention it. <laughs> yeah. So be like, whoa, electric Winnebagos, awesome. Next, <laughs> be able to start. All right, uh, let's do Tangent. one
2: more. Uh, Big Lots uh, gave some prelim guidance this morning or earnings. Uh, Q3 earnings per share. They gave a range of fifty cents to se- to seventy cents versus a twenty one cent estimate. So uh, holy. Good. Good prelim Q3 earnings per share, stock up eight percent.
4: Big Lot stock, man. I've had this one wrong for a while. I've given it hate and I should have been giving it love. I mean, good numbers. People are shopping at big lots. Holy, this got down to 10 bucks whenever we thought everything was going to zero. And it wasn't. It's back at 50. That's the only downside here is it's back to where it was in 2015, 16, 17, 18. Maybe it's got the catalyst to eventually run to 60. We like buying stocks when they're announcing good earnings i just don't like buying them up three dollars so now that it's saying some good earnings maybe it gets forgotten it gets back down to the 48 area 49 area maybe it gets interesting i don't like chasing i don't like buying stocks up seven percent
3: 4185 or 5185 uh you got to just earlier uh what do you have on the dailies to mention here uh on the dailies 5164 was your high on August 31st, and that was a, uh, a pretty good sell-off from that area. But you, you I, I agree with you on this scenario. Maybe not trading it today, let everyone get excited, pumping up fifty one a half, 52. Then it kind of rolls over, maybe fills the gap 48, 49. And then they announce and they rally again on the same news. How many times have we seen that?
4: That um, does happen. This market doesn't price anything in. This is the market that just doesn't even know how to price stocks. Like you know, like we've said, you know, with the FedEx. Everybody knows FedEx is gonna kill it. What's it do? Rise another twenty bucks of the good earnings. I mean, it is a market that just doesn't price stuff in. It's been actually unbelievable. So All right. anyways, we got our guest. We do. Bill and he Hoover. is dressed to impress. He is from Blue Line Futures. Bill, good morning.
2: morning. Uh, how have these markets been treating
5: you? You know, we've uh we we've really liked this volatility. Um, you know, Get the melt up that, 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 happened. And, you know, either you felt a little under, under positioned and you kind of just had to be patient, but at the onset of September there, um, a lot of technicals and, and just the, just the irrational fundamentals, we, we got actually pretty bearish and, and that worked, that worked well. Um, and then we got bullish last week. So it, it's been, the, the markets have been nice, you know, on the, on, futures trading futures investing and then portfolio management just doing a a number of different uh sort of ways to play the market um you know through that drop last week just i i love software i thought that's been a good area to to uh you know add on that on that immense weakness uh and then trying to find some other spots but but as well just uh you know playing some of the levels on the future side too so it's been it's been some really great volatility i think it's here to stay um, the one thing I, I'm by for the next month I really want to stick by is, is not getting married to anything ahead of the election and that way to really, on the trading side, and that way you, you have opportunities that are going to present themselves afterwards.
2: So you're basically just trading the range until, the, until then? Is that yeah, that's, gonna...
5: that's, that's the goal. Yeah, we, we uh, started using uh, getting along in the NASDAQ from the, from the trading side uh, last week and, and, and flattened out that position here today. Uh, we put our research each day, so it, it sort of tracked the bias. We got bearish in that with that bias to start September. We got bullish, uh, cautiously bullish through last week. Some big resistance levels overhead in the indices. I mean, with the s and um, a little bit of a melt up last night. Didn't quite get there, but 33.79 is the close from the FOMC uh, back mid-September and uh and then you know there's a lot of resistance up there above 30 you know 34 34 and a quarter so that's just a big pocket I think it's gonna be tough to get above and then the NASDAQ 11,500 uh same sort of pocket that I think is gonna be a tough one to get above so we could see a chop around a bit there uh in between between some of the towards the lower end of the range we saw last week and and, and here but if we start closing out above we could run a bit again oh, I- at what levels would you change your mind and and turn bearish again If we if we broke even if we broke broke lower as as we were bearish we had downside targets 3250 was the level in the S and P we wanted to look for though uh, we weren't really ready to get bullish going into that we weren't ready to get bullish until you know we knew worst case scenario we could see 3000 to 3050 but then we started seeing some of the action we liked where the Nasdaq didn't make a new low relative to the initial low Um, if you look in the charts I don't want to talk about specific days but it was like a Sunday night Monday and Yeah, so and then, but the S&P was digging in to the 10%, exactly, and and some of that selling became exhausted. Um, I I think if we get weakness, I wouldn't be surprised to see 3,000. I I think it'd be a tremendous buying opportunity, Uh, and that's why I want to stay flexible in all ways. You know, whether it's whether it's trading gold and and crude oil or um, or or trading individual stocks and, and names, just giving myself the flexibility to to you know put money to work outside of the after the election. I think no matter who wins. Market's going to like uh, like the fact that there is now either less uncertainty or more certainty, and that's going to play favorable to the market. And I'm seeing Goldman Sachs, you know, agreeing with that, and they're they're, they're putting that narrative out. So they're they're agreeing with me. No, I'm, I guess they're they're putting that out too. Uh,
2: any particular names that you putting all that aside
5: for a minute? Any particular your names that you like regardless here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've used the weakness from the first names. I, you know, even added too early, maybe, you know, consider too early. Apple, Microsoft, CRM. Adobe, Intuit, uh, Square. You know, I, I like Square. Go. You know, and these are these are things I'm buying with you know idea of going out five years or so. Um, and and you know, last week too, I, a nice surprise uh, upgrade yesterday was with Chevron buying buying Chevron and a little bit in the energy space last week. I think the fact that it's just getting so so much poor attention in the in the news, it, it's attractive to me. And then you throw in the fact that it's seven percent yield and uh, on Chevron and and eleven percent in the XLE. So. You know what? You can't argue with that
4: right now. Do you think those yields are safe? I mean, these dividends and (laughs) no, (laughs) because these dividends, obviously, I look at Exxon Mobil and you see almost 10 percent. You see 7 percent in Chevron. You think, man, if they are safe, these are pretty solid buying opportunities. But um, you're still even though you think the dividends aren't safe, you still think there's a trade here?
5: Yeah, I I think there's good good value. I mean, crude oil specifically. I I, you know I talk a lot in the futures and put a lot of information out in the futures more than I do on the on the equity side. But you know, one of my narratives has been 35 is tremendous value uh, in crude oil, and and I think it's be a tough area to really break down below. I think we, we actually everybody's worried about the negativity. Um, that could arise in, in the energy space, you know, barring, barring politics, but just, you know, just lockdowns, demand, 2021 outlook and, and where that demand is going to be. It almost seems that we need that negativity to step up in order to get $35 in crude oil because it's not going down there without it. And, and I, so I think $35 in crude would be a, a really good buying opportunity. And that, that gets me, you know, looking again in a, in a portfolio sense, five, 10 years out, um, even just a few years out, I like a lot. Of the, I think there's some good value in these energy names, especially especially the big integrated.
2: Uh, Bill, since you're uh, really into the futures markets, are you looking at maybe other corners of it, like Bitcoin futures, or some of the uh, some of the markets that we've seen huge rallies in this year?
5: I I personally allocated to to Bitcoin earlier this year, and then stepped out wholly a couple weeks ago. Um, i've that? forget exactly when it was, but it, but it was, it was we, we, we spiked up nicely and it came back in. Um, now I, I gold, I mean, gold is, is really where, you know, we, we love gold. We've always loved gold I and mean, we got extremely bullish. One of the things I, I write about and I try to least, at least use the phrase once or twice a week is unequivocally bullish gold. And we've been that way since, since uh, 2018 um, in, in that really immense weakness when the Chinese Yuan was weakening. Um, but I, I think gold has, has, you know, 2,300 in the first quarter next year. Um, you know, 1845 was a big level. And, and, you know, what we'd like to do too is, is not just say, Hey, let's buy gold, but, but give people not just our clients, but in the research that we put out, um, a a sort of roadmap to play with in, in what to do. And before we saw this new swing low in gold, we were, we were loving the using and telling clients to be able to use these microcontracts. Um, you know the, these micro contracts that CME has used. You know whether it's the S and P and the Nasdaq or or metals has just been tremendous over the last several years as as asset prices have have ballooned higher and higher because it gives you you're now controlling you know gold. You get a 10 ounce contract of gold. I mean you're still tr- controlling nineteen thousand dollars. So. Um, you know, we we wouldn't buy a, a benchmark maybe a twenty five thousand dollar account telling telling in our research and and just doing it in, in media as well. Nineteen ten was the first area to look to buy, and then eighteen fifty five was the second area to buy. It gives you gives you what an average of, of somewhere in eighteen eighty area. Um, if we broke seventeen ninety, you, you you cut out of it. Your risk is about thirty five hundred bucks, and then the target the upside is quarter one twenty three hundred dollars, and, and you're looking at about a fifteen hundred fifteen thousand dollar gain there. Um, that's, that's the way we like playing gold in, in a, in a roadmap That's somebody who's not sitting there trading it every day, somebody who's not, you know, doesn't want to get too over leveraged. Um, and that's, that's a good way to, to measure your risk in gold, but there's, there's a lot of ways to trade it with, with leverage too, that we like. Um, Bill, any markets you would absolutely avoid right now? You know, I, uh natural gas has some interesting swings we we were bowled up for a bit there um, I, I i wouldn't be surprised if natural gas was a dollar higher or you know or, or back below two bucks you know in in the next few months i mean we haven't we haven't really seen the seen the drawdown but um, who knows what winter has to come and, and then some of the political side of things um, it, it, it worries me a little bit but but that's, that's actually, for me on the trading side, one of the reasons why, you know, I'm rolling out a, a, a new um, entity called Blue Creek Capital. It's a, it's a uh, CTA, Commodity Trading Advisor, and we're bringing on an energy, uh, energy trader who's going to manage a portfolio in the future side, energy spreads, anything from in, in natural gas and crude oil. So we're really excited about that. I'd put it in his hands and not, my, not, not sitting there day trading on, on, on natural gas for myself.
2: Yeah, wild markets for sure. Uh, Bill Baruch is the president of Blue Line Futures. Bill, uh, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me. All right. Uh, 844, 845 almost here. We've got about uh, 15 minutes before we're going to bring on uh, Andrew Left from Citron Research. Let's do some tickers. Uh, make sure we got through our list, and let's go to the chat. Uh, I just last one on my list was, was Abbott, uh, ABT. Uh, They got the after-hours pump last night uh, from the White House. They talked up the uh, testing kits that they're delivering, and the stock moved off that. Didn't see what it's done for the last hour or so, but it got the after-hours pump yesterday.
4: And you know how I like to fade the after-hours pump. I am short Abbott Labs just from last night because this thing just got silly. And if you look at the after-hours chart, I'm not sure why that chart's not showing it, but this got up over 108 last night. And it's still trading. 106 there it is so you can see the big pop um i got it i didn't do as good as that 108 and a half area I was up there for a bit and i waited till it cooled off and i saw i wanted to short on the way down and i got in the 107s i'm still short it gonna bring it in and going to cover it here this morning so full disclosure this is just an overnight trade that i just thought it got overdone when it got up to the 108 area
3: and that, uh, that initial pop that it got back at the end of August, that was on the same news, right? And it had a yeah. and it had the ridiculous move. And- yeah,
4: this the moves been faded every time. I mean, Johnson, yeah. did, vaccine, you know, COVID tests, these moves continue to get faded. So that's why I'm sure, I'm, like I said, I'm going to cover this here this morning. I'm hoping to get it down the 105 handle, though. So trying to make a quick couple of points is because it got overdone. Uh, All right, I want to go to the chat, uh, the
2: various chats, because there's a lot of tickers flying around. Uh, Here's one. I think you guys may have talked about it when I was out, uh, but NLS Nautilus, because I have not looked at this, but I I recall someone somewhere mentioning it, but holy cow, Nautilus. I mean, if you just pull up that week. Well,
4: this is a a, competitor to Peloton. I mean, really, when yeah, you think about it, it's home it, gym.
2: It's home fitness, right?
4: Home fitness. So it's not sexy like Peloton, but it's probably the under under the radar play that has been running too, home gym system. So it was a dollar back in March and 17. It's been an incredible run for Nautilus. Does this, all this, you know, fluff come out of it? Eventually, once you know COVID is gone, yeah, I think it does, but we don't know when that's going to be. Trend is still your friend, absolutely your friend, and it looks like it's trying to break out here again. I would say this probably, if you bring up the Peloton chart and you bring up the NLS chart, look how close those look trade together. So if Peloton pukes, NLS will start probably puking. If Peloton breaks out, NLS will start breaking out. It's a nice little pair trade for you here. So under-the-radar play, that has just kind of tracked Peloton pretty well.
3: Uh, and, you know, this is uh, this was a left pick, too, Spencer. Bullish pick? Yeah.
4: Oh, nice. All right. I'm on the yeah. show. Ask about nice I about that. I didn't know that. that.
3: Yeah. Uh, 18 is the next hurdle for uh, Nautilus NLS. Uh, that's been the high of the move so far. Uh, Real good support. Just 16 and just under 16. But that that high at 18 is your next hurdle. Nothing really to confirm that on the monthlies. That's just on the daily charts.
4: Everybody's talking ECOLA to today and we have not talked it. I mean, this has been just an awful month for Trevor Milton. Tomorrow is the
2: day that matters. The, the deal was supposed to close tomorrow. The GM deal. Yep.
4: I mean, this has oh. just been a disaster month for him. You think about, you know, where he was a month and a half ago doing a deal with General Motors. Not even, you know, at the beginning of the month. This month started awesome with this deal with General Motors. And it's ending, you know, obviously he's been ousted basically from the company. And now he's got sexual assault charges coming at him. Two new, two sexual assault charges the CNBC announced last night. I mean, he has had an awful, awful start of the month. Awesome. You want to talk about from, this is just a terrible story all around for an individual person. And obviously, you know, this person wasn't everything that everybody thought he was. Um, Stock NKLA has just followed this story and is down here again this morning because obviously the personal allegations against trevor milton here i will say can this can they turn the story around you know now that trevor milton is is gone yes the answer is there you go
2: you just have to make trucks they need to
4: make the electric trucks they need to actually do what they're supposed to do and make the trucks can they potentially turn around is this the trevor milton bottom? You know, I don't know. The valuation's still nuts. So it's hard to just say a value investor is going to come in and say, I see value at $18. But does the story, that's the only question. Does this story have the potential to get hot again now that Trevor Milton is out of the picture? It does. It does have that potential. But am I stepping in and saying that the, you know, the all time low or whatever is in at 16, 15, and it's safe to come in here now? I can't do it. There's too many unknowns. We don't know what's happening with multiple investigations. We know by the DOJ and by, I believe it's the SEC, and uh, an investigation as well. And we haven't had any news from those two. So again, there's just too much headline risk for me to come in here. And, and and the same thing I said when it was $31 and it was like trying to find support at 30 I was like, there's too much headline risk. And we know, obviously, it's continued to leak since then. So I think I need closure on what those investigations look like. And if there's this much shady stuff going on in trevor milton's personal life maybe there was some shady stuff going on in the company as well
3: one thing you can bank on for sure and if this company does start to turn around and this does start to rally it's going to be a much different picture because you got people buried in this stock overhead supply oh, yeah. um so i mean it can it could always replicate you know the move that it had But it's just going to have, you know, the first time you did it, there was nobody there, shorts recovering. This time you just got people scratching your head. Why did I buy this at 60? Why did I buy it at 50? Why did I buy it at 40? Why did I buy it at 30? Why did I buy it at 20? So, I mean, just, yeah. Lead on that sixteen fifteen low, and that's about all I can say on that.
4: takes that out. When stocks make new lows, it's time to go. All right, really interesting notes this morning from B of
2: A Securities. There, uh, Sean Kelly is making a call, several calls. He's upgrading uh, four uh, hotel stocks, and he's downgrading uh, three hotel stocks. So oh, really, Paris trading. We yeah, like so Paris so here trading. Are the, here are the upgrades for you. S-H-O, Sunstone, yeah. uh, P-E-B, that's Pebble Brook, uh, yep. Park Hotels, P-K, And extended stay, S-T-A-Y. He's upgrading those four to buy. And he's downgrading RLJ, which is RLJ Lodging, uh, host hotels, which is HST, Mm -hmm. and choice hotels, C-H-H. He's downgrading those to underperform.
4: So no neutrals. We got buys and we got sells. Making I'm playing calls. games here. He's making calls within. He's hedging himself. He's yeah. doing the COVID hedge because he's doing it all within the same industry. So oh, this is great. He's making calls. Yeah. This is what we like. Yeah. I don't follow any of these companies on an individual <laughs> no. basis, so I'm not going to be able to tell you which hotel's better than the other hotel. I'll just tell you, I don't like any hotels until we get more clarity on the virus. And. Hotels are still in ground zero, so they're continuing to be in no no touch for me. I mean, I read, you know, the article that you sent me, Joel, from I believe it was Washington Post, was it, on the weekend? Yeah. Where, you know, you've got the virus, and it's obviously changing, and it's adapting, and it's going to be a hard vaccine. It's going to be a hard one to get. It's not just like, okay, we got it. Lots of companies working on it. They'll eventually get something. But then the argument is, okay, we got COVID right now, but okay, now it's changed a bit and now your current vaccine isn't working and we need to chase it like the flu. And the more it changes, the more it is a coronavirus, the more struggle you have it. Because you get your flu shot every year, it doesn't mean you're not going to get the flu. So you could get your COVID shot every year and it doesn't mean you're not going to get COVID. And until we get more clarity on, is this, you know, becoming like the flu in the essence that it's going to be changing and not stable. And obviously I'm not a geneticist and I can't tell you about those, you know, intricate little details there, but I just know overall, they've had a lot of struggle with the flu vaccine over the years. And this is like the flu. It's going to be struggled to get the COVID vaccine and that's going to turn people off of hotels for a long time. Yeah.
3: I mean, I respect this analyst and doing his homework and, you know, trying to figure out what to buy and what to sell and everything. But um, overall, you know, for better or for worse, I'm like hotels, are, you know, things are good. People are staying more hotel. All hotels are going up. Things are bad. You know, people are not traveling as much all hotels are going down. So, I i mean, I don't know how you can make a differentiation between the ones he's talking about buying, Hard. the ones he's talking about selling.
2: I
4: mean, it probably has to do with the, the amount of debt they have. Yeah. Maybe. All yeah. that could come into play.
3: Bring We're back not Howard hotel Johnson.
4: analysts, though, so yeah. It, yeah. I'm not going to say if he's right or wrong. He's making calls within the industry. And good. Show some separation. But I'm just saying, as a blanket, I don't want any hotels right now. I, I agree. Maybe Howard this is, maybe they're cheap. But look, they're not even that cheap anymore. Like somebody's just bringing up Marriott. I know. I mean, okay, Marriott went from 145 down to like 67 bucks, up at 96 now. So it's gotten back half the losses from the March lows where you have a lot of, you know, other ones that we've talked about there that aren't that far off the March lows. Um, Hilton has come significantly off. You had the Ackman Hilton bottom when he had, um, we know the rant on you know, t- on TV and he actually specifically mentioned Hilton. That was $44. It's up at 89 now. I mean, you're 20 points off where the highs were, but you still have COVID. Why in the hell do I want to buy Hilton hotels now? And I don't think you mentioned Hilton in this. I'm just saying hotels in no. general. I mean, they're definitely not in as good a shape as they were in February. And is it only 20 points worse off? I think it's maybe worse off than that. So do they all come back eventually if we beat COVID? Maybe, probably. But again, it's the timeline for that. You know, how, And is there going to be more dilution before that? I don't know. I don't have the answer to They're
3: not going you know to bring back like those breakfast buffets. You know
4: that. <laughs> J- Joel hates buffets. I like buffets. My parents are so disappointed. They love the buffets and they go to all these buffets. They can't go to any of these buffets because most of them aren't even allowed in Canada right now to open. Um, I don't know how that is in Michigan, but in Ontario, they don't even allow buffets right now. So my parents are massively disappointed, but there's people that like the buffets and our buffets going eventually going to come back. I think so. I think we're going to see buffets again, but we could be a long ways away from that. I mean, we're still, people think we're in the late innings of this COVID thing and we don't know. We don't have the answer. Are we in, are we in the eighth inning or are we in the second inning? We don't know the answer to that. And you know what works no matter what, if we're in the second inning, or the eighth inning, it's what Bill was just talking about. Apple, Microsoft, CRM. We know those companies work in all environments. And that's why these companies continue to get bottom of the dip because they work with or without COVID. All right. To the chat,
2: several people have asked us about Snapchat. It caught the upgrade yesterday from Guggenheim to buy. Had a good day. Uh, It is awful as high. Actually, what happened after, the, after hours yesterday? Fast
4: money, what do you think uh-huh. happened? Uh, okay. Oh, fast money, that's the fast money pump right there. Twenty six forty, twenty six fifty. 2650. Um, some days they move stocks, some days they don't. Last night, everything they talked about just ran. People had to own stocks. Maybe it was a big update in the market and people were looking in for ideas after hours to it buy. That, that, you do see, the moves really happen. They're exaggerated when fast money but which had multiple commentators saying that they liked Snapchat last night on fast money. Guy Adami, I believe, said he thinks it's going to thirty dollars. And when he said that, it that's what the blast off was. So you can write on that guy Adami pop, twenty six fifty to twenty six sixty. Maybe 60 maybe guy's gonna be right. Maybe it is eventually going to sixty dollars, I think, or thirty dollars. I think he's you know on the right side of this trade because the stock has been hot. But it's not going to $30 right now, as Joel would say. And that's why it's pulled back here. So maybe it lifts today if the overall market lifts. It's showing a little bit of relative strength this morning. But it was rough a lot last night on Guy Domi's comments.
3: Uh, Just a little confluence here in the market. Uh, You did hit 25.74. Or excuse me, uh, the high was in the 26 handle. And that high was 26.57. If you go back to your dailies to early July, you had a couple highs in that area, uh, 2650 and 26, where were they, 2650 and 2676. So the big area, big, big area. Now you've faded a buck off there. I don't know if you're going to get back up there today.
4: Uh, to the chat, Boeing. i've <laughs> we're, 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 given thoughts on boeing almost every day we almost <laughs> no. get asked about it it has been an yeah. impressive two-day move like a, a like big time impressive move yeah 145 to 166 it's a huge move if you're buying boeing now you're doing it backwards because this has been the ultimate fade stock it falls 10 10- 15 bucks to buy. It's probably 10, 15 bucks. It's been a sell. The tr- overall trend is still down, unfortunately, for the last three months. You can clearly see the Jeff Mackey purple crayon, if Joel was able able to draw it in, is indeed down. Um, you have major resistance at yeah, 180. We're, That's we're creeping, long we're creeping
2: towards approval. We're creeping towards approval. Of, a, um, of the Jeff Mackey purple crayon? No, no. On, the, on the
4: 737 MAX. <laughs> Getting there. But the problem is their customers don't need new planes. I don't know. I cannot get in on the Boeing bandwagon here from a fundamental basis long term. I will just say Rips have been sold multiple times in this. That's always been a selling opportunity. I don't see why it's different this time.
3: Pre-market okay. prep stock of the day on Friday uh, because they. I thought that it rallied on Friday because of. Um, you got so there were some upgrades of the cruise lines. So it was kind of, you know, okay, you know, back to normal trade. And it got a nice move on Friday. I did not pay attention to it the, uh, the rest of the day. Uh, there was no really not much resistance in there. I think important for this is to get to that 170. Yeah, you see that high at once, just over 170 on – what the earlier in the month, and then a, that next day you almost hit 170 on the nose. So I would hold that out. That is a target. The longer it takes to you know get up and take out 170, I look for it to maybe just roll over uh, once again. And um, also was interesting uh, when that news came out. I think it had a 14501 low that day, and before it started that big rally when it got up to 230. It had a low at 144.50, you know, when we had that June, that June 8th high, Dennis, that uh, you called in the airlines and everything, yeah, yeah. Boeing peaked that day too, and that came, that move emanated from the 144.5 level.
2: All right, nine o'clock, uh, well, uh, until Andrew joins, let's do some more tickers from the chat. Uh, I've been asked about PayPal here. Um, I hadn't looked at it for a couple weeks, but not surprised to see it doing with what the rest of the tech is doing.
4: Eventually probably just makes new highs again. This story is hot online. I mean, this has everything that you want in a story and the valuations a little extreme, but it's not as nuts as a square. I think eventually probably makes new highs. I'd be a buyer pullbacks on PayPal
3: okay and i would say if you're looking for some resistance here uh, you know you had to break down off that old time high that old time high came in at what 211 212 and you broke down to 172 that's easy right 40 point move halfway back you're halfway back here 19192 um important to hold this and get up and text tech test the next daily high at one ninety eight twenty two. So, so get nice, getting back to half of the move, maybe a couple of days of consolidation and make a push towards 200.
2: Uh, all right. Uh, what other cigarettes did I see here? let tell
4: see some imbalances here. Sure, um, sure. We, haven't done imbalances, we haven't talked like, imbalances for a, for a while. There's, there's a few that, that there, there's a few bigger ones. Um, Johnson Johnson's 32,000 to buy. Um, I'm looking and they're not like we're not talking like a big, big day, but I'm just trying to give you a few standouts here. Coca-Cola, 85000 to buy. You're seeing a little help in the staples here this morning. Um, You're seeing that showing life. I mean, they're scrambling around looking for what to buy here today. And it's it's a nothing day, obviously, because we're flat basically on the S&P with fair value tax you know some of them are down some of them are up it's kind of just such a mixed day that it's hard to see any separation the only thing i do see i see like target trading up a buck um target having an okay day yesterday we talked about on the show yesterday so you're seeing a little bit of strength in the consumer staples um i'm trying to find other pockets of strength for you and i really don't see them so and i don't see a lot of relative pockets of weakness here either this is just a day that has no direction the directionless day and that makes it tricky as a trader because you'll see separation after 930, but we haven't seen enough separation in the pre-market to say what's going to have a good day and what's going to have a bad day.
2: All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, i want going to go back. Or, back. Or, there was a bunch of, yeah, we're waiting for Andrew left. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll wait a few more minutes. And then, and in the meantime, we'll do some tickers. Uh, Fitbit, so someone mentioned Fitbit, uh, Joe Dagger. What's uh, going on there? Looks like the Google transaction is going to go through. This is according to Reuters that, uh, yeah. or at least it'll win uh, EU approval. Uh, so we know that's maybe a, a higher bar, uh, and looks like they're gonna uh, get there. So I've
4: never understood how they were going to say this Fitbit antitrust issues here. I mean, you got a company as small as Fitbit. You're really concerned about Google buying something this small. I mean, if you didn't allow this one, you mean Google's you're never gonna allow them to buy anything. So I don't get it. I don't get why there was ever any antitrust issues. I mean, this got down here in the low sixes multiple times with a seven. I think the bid's like 7.15, isn't it? Like it's a cash bid out there for Fitbit from Google. And I think it's 7, I think it's like 7.15. So I'm shocked that this has sat here for so long. And we're talking now, um, if we just look here, sorry. This is what happens after nine o'clock when I stay late. Um, we're talking now, this is been going on for a year. So... I don't see why there's ever been an issue. So I, I think, you know, if you were sitting around here and buying this at 610, 615, I think you're being rewarded somewhat this morning. And I think it's deserved. And I think eventually it does get bought out. I think it, eventually the deal goes. What down. is the
3: price that we find out to take out price? It's
4: 715. I'm going for my memory, though. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah, I mean you got the arm, you want to sit on the money. I don't I don't have it in front of me. I just
4: noticed uh, it. Again,
2: it's in the seven, eight dollar range. I don't have exactly, but uh I, I do have Andrew left with us, so I'm gonna bring him on here. In a second, uh I've been hyping it up all morning. Uh if you are a uh, listener of, of our show. You know of Andrew Left. He's from Sitron Research, uh, one of the most successful short sellers uh, on the street. He is here in our Zoom. I'm unmuting him. Andrew, good morning. I know it's early. Thank you for joining us.
0: Good morning to you. All good.
2: All right. Uh, Andrew, I want to start off. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of SPACs, uh, as is everyone else. Uh, and I know you've been watching in this space. There's been some Success stories, uh, some failures, some success stories turning to failures, as is, as is the case of Nikola. Now you've got, uh, I saw Playboy is going to go public via SPAC now. Uh, what are your thoughts on like the entire SPAC trade this this year?
0: You have to be careful. You have to see exactly what you're buying. I saw Nikola. I pretty much commented this thing in June. It was obvious. When you saw Trevor, it was so obvious he wasn't Elon. It was being pushed out. Obviously, looked him, Nikola the plan, the word Tesla, everything about it was a copycat. It didn't make sense, it didn't pass a smell test. Now there are other specs obviously that, uh you know, DraftKings, you know who's DraftKings, right? So you know what you're getting right there. So it's just important. If people want to play it, there's no free lunch on Wall Street. How does that sound? The free lunch is being in the spec before it even rolls up. When it, before it goes from two to 10 to 18, be the guy at two. But you know, once you're the last guy in, you have to know what you own.
2: So there, there's no spec that you would that you would like right now, or you would just be yeah, obviously.
0: Listen, back. you know, if you look at a, a Bill Ackman, you say, "Okay, I'll put something okay. in his." Or you look at Chamath, you go, "I'll put right. maybe something in his. I'll give it a shot." As as shot, they're fine. But can you make these investments the way you would invest in an Apple, Amazon, or anything else that's trading? Absolutely not.
2: Right. Uh, and like, what are your thoughts on just like? the 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 trend of specs as as a way to go public it's sort of uh an end around of the traditional ipo process uh are you a fan of the process or would you would you, you know do- I, I am actually it, it's go funny
0: because you actually look at one person or one group who actually has accountability if you look at all the dog meat ipos that have been brought public by investment banks who have no responsibility on their name because they're so big so no. I, I don't mind the SPAC within itself uh if there's a quality company, if that's the way, if people want to invest on a jockey, I totally understand that.
2: Yeah. Um, All right. And Andrew, I I want to get your thoughts on some of this, some of your, uh, some stocks you're short on, some of the stocks you are long on. Uh, You've got some, you're a short INO. I I want to ask you about that. Uh, We talked about them yesterday because there are some news there. Um, Still short. Nothing's changed.
0: Oh, a lot has changed. I mean, they're, they pretty much now, Uh, We're told by the FDA that they cannot do phase two. Uh, So they're stuck in phase one. Now we're 30 years, no product. I think it's still a two, three, two and a half billion dollar company. It's probably worth cash. I mean, I don't know why it's worth anything more than cash. Think about it this way. They won't be able, they said, here's the ironic part. Pinocchio. I call them Pinocchio instead of (laughs) Inokio. And the reason was they said they developed a vaccine in three hours, if you remember this company. Yet it's going to take them a month to answer the FDA about this vaccine, right? You developed it in three hours, fine. So you you know immediately something's wrong here. It has a lot of retail traders in it because they just lie, that's why they're Pinocchio. And Inovio should be trading. Once the whole trade settles out, it's a high short interest stock. There's nothing in this. By the time they respond to the FDA, get a new trial, we'll already have other vaccines. This is not even a vaccine. I don't know why we're discussing this. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been a trade. That's all it's been. So I expect this to. Uh, I mean, it should trade cash, but short term should definitely trade the six seven dollars. So are are you still short? Oh yeah, yeah. Mo- most yeah. definitely, most okay. definitely. I mean, there's there's if you're going to be short one name, and who knows if Novavax or Moderna ever comes up with anything. You know, that's a, it's a, it's a tough one, but this one is just a dog.
2: Okay. What about uh, GSX? You've been call. you've called this one, like the, uh, another luck and coffee. Um, so- in GSX,
0: I can't comment on for legal reasons. GSX, as I stated before, I believe is a fraud. Uh, I, you know, there's something else going on right now that, I, you know, I can't comment on. But I think it's not just me. If you look at things, work that Carson has put out, I mean, I don't. Th- everyone has put out work that shows it's a fraud. How about this? If it's not a fraud, then it's a better company than Snowflake, than Google, than Facebook ever was. They're gro- they said they're growing at three hundred and seventy percent profitably. So it's either the greatest company that ever existed in the history of the world, or is a fraud. The rest of the evidence supporting it can't comment on.
2: Uh, plug Power, you've called them the anti-Tesla. You know, plug power has
0: been expensive for a while and, and it remains expensive, but now people are on the hydrogen. They're just loving on it. So it is what it is. Uh, it just remains, you know, an expensive company. And, but, you know, God bless them. It remains expensive for like eight, nine years now. So what's to say it's not going to remain expensive. I would not own the stock uh, at all. You know, uh, I don't know about shorting. I'm not short the stock right now. I, I just look, look, look at it.
2: Okay. Uh, we were just talking uh, one stock that you do like a few minutes ago, Nautilus. You still in that
0: one? Yeah, I'm still in Nautilus, 100%. Okay. Uh, you know, g- gym equipment's hot, and there's nothing else to be said. I mean, the stay-at-home, I, compl- well, you know, I was short Peloton earlier, completely underestimated the big stay-at-home trend for fitness, which is probably going to, it's solid. And they have a big suite of products. They're extremely cheap for where they are. Uh, Nautilus, you know, they own Bowflex, they own... The, between bikes and treadmills and ellipticals and weights they're they, they really a, a nice group of products and the credit card data is on fire so yeah uh, you-
3: uh, Andrew just real quickly when you say you cover is it something that you do when you see the fundamentals change or did something you do on on the price action
0: with Peloton I mean I should have covered earlier than I did but as soon as the story- <laughs> all- it, it, as soon as the story changed and the story you know as soon as it became the stay at home, And you had to realize that that was a much bigger – it was a lot bigger. And, and, and you know, it's a good product. And I realized something. My biggest mistake as a short seller is shorting a good product on valuation. I think the valuation on Peloton is stupid, ridiculous, nonsensical. I think the valuation on Shopify is stupid, ridiculous, nonsensical. They're both very good products. How about Tesla? Stupid, ridiculous, nonsensical. Why short a good – historically, if you want to make money in this market, the past 10 years, if you find a product and you like the product, you buy the stock, you do not worry about the price of the stock.
2: Yeah, we talk about, about that a lot too. Just the, the story matters, right? Story can sometimes- That's the
0: only thing that matters.
2: Yeah, yep, yeah. uh, we're with you there. Uh, what about FLDM? You've been long this name, are you still long? You've been talking... You know, it caught
0: a little bit today. Yes. I saw this morning, uh, I think uh, they got expanded Uh, use coverage from the National Institute of Health. The only way we're going to get out of this whole, what we're in right now is massive testing. I still don't know why it's tough to get tests. And saliva-based testing seems to be the answer. They have the most advanced proprietary system for mass scale saliva-based testing. I just don't know why the stock, you know, it seems to be stuck in the mud for some reason, but maybe while Inovio just moves, it's amazing. Uh, But I'll, I'll be patient. Yes, I'm there. Again, you know, whenever you trade anything that has to do with uh, the virus, you have to be cautious on your sizing. But right. yes, I still own it.
2: And then in Restoration Hardware, uh, one you even bullish on catching an upgrade this morning. You said uh, it would hit okay. 400.
0: Going uh, to 500.
2: Oh, you moved in Okay, because I was gonna say- I mean, I'm
0: telling you right now, for, for, I say 400, you say 400, 400, 500. Yeah. They, haven't even, they haven't even started in Europe yet. I don't know if you've ever been in the store. Uh, they hit every trend out there, the de-urbanization trend, the stay-at-home trend. They, one of the few companies without any real competition. If stores do open up again, they own the best real estate in the country, everywhere, in every major city. So the, and they're in a win-win and another win because they're about to expand, and uh, I don't see what stops them.
2: And then last one I wanted to hit, uh, you still believe that Apple could potentially buy Sonos?
0: Someone's going to buy Sonos. I mean, is, Sonos again goes back to that stay at home. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, it's, Microsoft doesn't have anything in the, in the home right now. Once you see like, like Oracle making deals for TikTok, it makes you wonder who's starting or going to go into whose space. So if you want home speakers, connected home, home assistants, Sonos is a good, uh, Sonos is great. And I don't know if you have, just like I said, go look at the reviews on the Sonos product. They were sold out this summer. It's a great product. If you have it, you know it. Buy the stock. That's it.
2: All right. Uh, that was it for my list. I'm getting a lot of questions from our chat. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Do you have any thoughts on, on the movie theaters on those stocks, AMC, CNK?
0: So the problem with the movie theaters is obviously the business model just seems dead, right? Yep. But it's, you know, tomorrow, if we have a working vaccine, do I feel like standing in the way of an 80% move against me? So, you know, it, I don't, and the stocks are trading like they're dead. I don't show – it's, it feels like it's a, it's a slingshot if you're wrong on it, and I don't like that.
2: Yeah, you're essentially risking a short squeeze is, mm-hmm. is your risk. Um, all right, Andrew left. Uh, you, you know him. You've heard him. Citron Research uh, is, is his site. It's an
0: interesting saying. stock. no not paid attention yet. What do you got? Yeah, this this Compass Pathways. Have you seen it yet? No. Give me the ticker. Uh, CMPS. And, and, and it's really interesting. W- they are the first ones who are using the psilocycline, what's in the magic mushrooms for they have FDA approval uh, for mental health purposes. They just went public. You know, it's one of those big concept stocks. And as you saw, like a, with Beyond Meat, they're Teslas. The market loves a good concept stock, which is, you know, a, they're the only people in the space. Uh, you know, real Peter Thiel's major shareholders. Uh, you'll see it a top-notch board, and using the active ingredient magic mushrooms nothing else to be said the to help people with depression and mental health post traumatic stress disorder so it's it's interesting
2: are they a us company or a canadian they're, they must be in the US,
0: they're based out of london yeah.
2: okay oh wow okay yeah i they don't don't know much about this one but i why oh. right. they, they
0: they just went public
2: yeah huh interesting okay yeah, it's funny because that because that entire space has been sub so bifurcated. It's been short Canada, long U.S. Uh, but I'll have to take a look at at Compass. Did did not know that one uh, before. Uh, final thoughts here, uh, Andrew. Uh, just on this overall market, we've been saying on our show we we think just trade range bound until after the election or after we get you know a winner at least uh, in this thing. Any any just macro thoughts here?
0: Oh, just don't get blown up. <laughs> okay. honestly you know just everything you're in, it doesn't seem like there's anything that could just destroy the market right it seems pretty it seems pretty resilient but I really just don't see what takes it I mean we'll see what happens with the debate tomorrow night uh, if it just That's comes nice. as, as, yeah. as, I'm so oh, yeah, to this tonight yep. if Trump comes out as a uh, you know a clear winner of Trump I think that'll be that, that'll have some effect on it uh, you know we'll see what happens but don't get blown up that's,
2: five, yeah, that's great times. advice great for every day every situation andrew left from citron research andrew thank you so much for the time today i know it's early. we appreciate it it's gonna be here all right uh that'll be a wrap uh I tried to cover as many stocks as i can or as i could i'm i, I great if I didn't get to yours, but uh, it's, he's out on the West coast. So it's super early. We appreciate his time this morning. Uh, That'll be a wrap for us. You can catch a replay of this show or all of our shows on YouTube uh, or on every major podcast platform. Thanks to our guests, Andrew left and Bill Baruch. Thanks to all of you in our chats. If you like that interview, want to see some more likes, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. That would make me very happy. And and if
3: you do blow up, yeah. then just reload and listen to Ben Zinka's Free Market Prep Show. more. Man. Reload.
2: Please remember all of the information <laughs> from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Uh, that'll be a wrap. Joel and I will be back at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel. Everyone have a great rest of your day and good luck and stay safe.